Anthony Richardson shows off his cannon to distract us from the off the field drama. Let's get to it. You are locked on Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Zach Hicks, the rootinest, tootinest, grimiest film guy in all of uh, Horseshoe Huddle land. And joining me today is Horseshoe Huddle's boots on the ground, the multifarious Aquarius, Jake Arthur. Jake Arthur, come here. Yeah, that was really up. something, man. I am an Aquarius. Yeah, there we go. I know. I know. Jake <laughs> We've known each other for a long time, so <laughs> multifarious Aquarius. I found the rhyme for today, guys. We had training camp practice yet again, and Jake again was our boots on the ground there at the facility. He's going to tell us everything that he saw from the offense, everything he saw us saw from the defense, and then we're going to get to some of your guys' questions, which I already see. Uh, we're getting them about a topic that you know we're not super excited about, but we know we have to talk about it because we're here for you guys. But before we get to uh, that that very fun topic there with our questions. Jake, first off, why are you Zach Hicks? <laughs> there we go. That's a good point. Switch. <laughs> okay. First off, what did you see from the offense today? I saw some really good things about Anthony Richardson, uh, especially I think in seven on sevens, he had a deep pass today, right? Yeah. So uh, he took all of the first team reps today. Uh, it was Gardner Minshew on Wednesday. So they're clearly trying to, you know, rotate, get these guys evenly uh, spread out. Uh, but no, the 11 on 11 stuff was underwhelming. It was all pretty quick. Uh, he went three of four, I believe. All three of those completions were like within five yards. So it was all pretty quick. Um, the seven on sevens, though, that's where the, the big play happened that, you know, play of the day, obviously play a camp so far. Uh, rolled out to his left and just, you know, flicked that wrist and, and got a bomb to Alec Pierce about 55 yards downfield. Uh, so that was really great to see because that's the kind of stuff you draft him for, you know. Um, and with seven on sevens, obviously, ro you know, rolling out of the pocket and things like that, you're not getting a pass rush. So it's like, why is that happening? So Shane Steichen said afterward, you know, he's been around teams before where, you know, when the play is dead and the, the coverage has won, you just kind of kill the play and move on to the next. But that's not, you know, how football is played. Like, plays are going to break down. There's going to be good coverage. Keep the play alive. Look for your guy downfield and, and good things might happen. And uh, so that's, you know, that's what they wanted to simulate. And it looks like, you know, they're trying to make things as realistic football-wise as possible, especially getting this this young quarterback ready. Yeah, yeah, I know. I talked to a QB coach a couple of years ago uh, when I was doing my Carson Wentz stuff, and he said, you know, for the most part, you want to practice guys throwing within rhythm, you know, throwing within rhythm, because every time that you're off platform and you're kind of doing those Pat Mahomesian type throws, you're losing velocity and you're losing accuracy, which is very true. It's very true. You want to throw everything within rhythm, but that's just not how the NFL game is played now. You know, you can't only simulate things that don't always happen. You know, you have to simulate the broken play. You have to simulate throwing on the run. You have to simulate throwing on your throwing when rolling to the left. That was something that Richardson struggled a little bit with in college was rolling to his left and keeping that accuracy. Uh, so to have his biggest play in camp come from rolling to the left, throwing it deep again, not really a simulated 
like game experience without the pass rush, but still being able to rip the ball down the field to a player like Alec Pierce and, and get that really positive rep in there. Uh, that's really fun to see. So Anthony Richardson, man, it looks like, I mean, like you said, it's a little slow. They're starting a little slow, but it seems like all things are going pretty well so far for Anthony Richardson. Yeah, so far, that's that's what Shane said after practice. You know, in the spring, he was stacking days. He was making clear progress. And that's what they're looking for from him right now. Uh, I do think they're going to keep rotating the quarterback stuff. But, I mean, for my money, if Anthony is showing this progress all the time while getting the first team reps and it looks like, you know, he's he's really getting it, then at a certain point, don't you just roll with it and keep him in there? Yeah. Because um, we've all seen this before. You know, a quarterback gets taken high uh, early in the draft, and he's he's maybe considered a project, but he's done all this great stuff in college. And then he comes to the pros, and whether it's practice or the, the game field, whatever, he just does not look like what you saw in college whatsoever. With Anthony, that is still what you're seeing. Like you're seeing Anthony Richardson out there. Like the arm, you know, the arm strength is top notch. The athleticism is awesome. Um, but he is a guy who's just inexperienced, and they're trying to hustle up and get him some more of that experience. Um, but yeah, so far so good. He he doesn't look like a guy who's just gonna crumble. Like it's not going poorly, and he would have excuses for it to be going poorly. He's inexperienced, and it's his second practice. Um, but yeah, like you said, so far, so good. That's good. That's good. Now, another rookie I kept seeing all over the timeline today and people going crazy about him is running back Evan Hull. Now, obviously, running back is getting a lot of attention now with the Colts because of a yeah. certain other situation. But uh, I saw a lot of people talking about a big run he had today. I saw another catch he had up the seam. Like, it seems like Evan Hull is like really ramping up and getting up to speed quickly in this Colts offense. Yeah, the, the only negative thing I've seen him do in the spring or training camp so far is he had a, a little drop today. That was it. Um, but he was running really well. Uh, the running backs in general, it wasn't even just him. Like Deion Jackson had a good run. Jake Funk did. Um, you know, they were going out of the shotgun a lot today and doing a lot of RPO stuff. They're spreading things out, and it's creating really big holes for these running backs. Um, and it looks, you always kind of have to take things with a grain of salt when it's the run game in, in these practices, cause they're not tackling yet. Um, but you can tell when something's going to be like a legit game, like guys aren't getting touched until several yards downfield, things like that. That's what it was like today. Um, if you guys followed me on, on Twitter during practice at all, I posted a video of the running backs going through some drills and just for an example, Hull did look like he was just going at a different pace than everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, he cut through the, those slums real, real smoothly and, you know, at a high speed still. So I think he's showing probably the most promise because he's always just such a, a good pass catcher as well. Um, so, yeah, really good day for him and the running backs in general. That's good. That's good. Now we're going to bring up the Jake stinkometer here when it comes to the offensive line. Now, did the Colts offensive line stink today, Jake? Give us your your real thoughts. You know, again, you're not going to hold back is what you said. Did did they uh, pass the stinkometer test here or, or were they good? Were they good today? It was a day where I didn't really have to notice what they were doing. So good. it was perfectly Perfect. fine. Perfect. Ba basically, the, the, the litmus test for that is how frazzled is the quarterback being because he can't stay still for a second. Yeah. And, you know, Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson were both fine. I mean, Richardson, he, you know, he's still that young quarterback, so he's probably holding on the ball a little longer than he needs to. Um, that's not really on the line. That's him being a young quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, I don't 
I don't think the line is causing any issues so far, which is great news. Yeah, that's good to see. And then also switching over to the pass catchers, you know, we obviously mentioned Alec Pierce and mentioned a little bit of the running backs, but any other pass catchers catch your eye today? Anybody that made some nice catches or some dazzling plays? Uh, so Ethan Fernia and Ashton Doolin both had a couple nice gains from Gardner Minshew, uh, both about 15 yards or so. Um, Fernia is kind of stacking a couple quality days together too. Um, he's someone the Colts really like, you know, they kept him around on the, the practice squad. I believe he got active for a little bit during the season. Yep. Um, so he's someone they like, and he keeps doing positive things in practice. Uh, not only is he a receiver, but he also contributes on special teams as a returner as well. Um, so he, he had a pretty good day. Okay. Okay. And he's tight end standout Kylan Granson. Are we watching Kylan Granson for that breakout every single day? Uh, it just, just a ho-hum day, nothing really to report on from the tight ends, but that that'll come as they start passing the ball more often. Cause again, Anthony, I think had four passes today, like three the day before during 11 on 11. So they'll ramp all that stuff up. And this practice was another short one, only like an hour and 15 minutes. So they'll pick that stuff up quite a bit. Um, yeah, Gardner was kind of going a little more downfield today. Uh, so not a ton of tight end involvement quite yet. Okay, cool. I'm still excited to see that the running backs are getting so much room though up front with the spread out game, with a lot of the option, with the uh, the option runs, with a lot of the uh, shotgun runs and stuff like that. So that's really cool to see. It's a big change from what we saw late last season in the Jeff Saturday era, where it was a lot of ISO 1920s football in a lot of ways. Now, I'm not saying that he wasn't limited by his quarterbacks, but it is nice to see a modern era offense now. Uh, with the Colts, even if it, even if it is just training camp. But coming up, guys, we're going to talk about the Colts' defense and how they performed today and if they were able to bounce back uh, from the other day. Uh, but first, this show is brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you, the, bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're preparing for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So a draft prep underway with the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. When the top-tier quarterback is off the board in fantasy football drafts in 2023, there's another line of luxury passers and runners who are guaranteed to fit your starting lineups each and every week. One of them is Bears' Justin Fields, who started rolling out of the garage last season and is ready to jump into the fast lane uh, this next season. This time, on top of a huge rushing total, Fields can deliver improved stats in the air with DJ Moore, now leading Chicago's wide receiver core. Uh, Justin Fields, if you guys had him at all last season in fantasy football, I know you probably won a couple championships. I know I did picking him up off waiver wire early in the year. Uh, But yeah, Justin Fields is the go-to quarterback to have in fantasy football. It's like having another running back that can also throw it. It's like peak LaDainian Tomlinson, but the other way around. You know, Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy football championship. And uh, and eBay Motors knows how to win, a, how knows a, a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit with your vehicle. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit in over 122 million parts and accessories uh, for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can be sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it. 
and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you'll know that your ride is set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything in your vehicle is calling for just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. For the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. And every dayers, the Colts have practice again tomorrow. Do you guys want us to live stream after that one as well? Are you guys enjoying these live streams? We should be coming back tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow, tomorrow evening, I guess, tomorrow evening, uh, right after practice to live stream all the things that happen. And Jake's going to give us the breakdown of the Colts offense, defense, and we'll be here to answer your questions. So tomorrow after practice, come to the Locked on Colts YouTube channel and join the conversation. All right, Jake, so jumping to this Colts defense now. Obviously, everything is looking at this cornerback room and what these cornerbacks are doing, these young corners, and even the veteran guys, like a guy like Kenny Moore bouncing back from, from last season. So what are you seeing out of this Colts quarterback room uh, so far throughout these practices? Yeah, so with training camp, you hear the term stacking days a lot of the time. You know, guys, you know, being consistent and having, you know, good days in a row. And that's what Kenny Moore is doing, which is a huge breath of fresh air because, you know, that's a guy that needed a rebound. Um, you know, mentally, it wasn't his best year. Physically, he, you know, maybe wasn't the greatest fit in this scheme initially. Uh, but right now, he he's had a couple days in a row where he's making some plays. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie got a real quick slant route from, from Richardson early in practice. And Kenny just, you know, mauled him. It, it would have been a, a loss of yardage. So really good play made there. Uh, Darius Rush had a nice pass breakup today against Vincent Smith. Uh, so that, that was a nice one. Rush is a guy who obviously all eyes on him right now to see if he can come up and, and grab one of those outside uh, cornerback spots. Uh, Chris Ballard, actually, the other day when he was talking about him, mentioned that he had like four interceptions during practices in the spring before he got yeah. hurt with that hammy. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's pretty significant. Um, so the cornerback's doing well. Um, Daryl Baker, Dallas Flowers, I mean, nothing really to report there. Um Perhaps maybe one of them was the one that gave up the touchdown, but it was deep downfield where we can't really see. Um, So, I mean, so far all the cornerbacks seem to be doing pretty well, I would say. Yeah. Well, and I know in our last segment, we're going to talk a lot about the demeanor of a certain other player on the Colts right now. Uh, But speaking of demeanors, you know, a player last year who is normally this very jovial, like fun player and, and like, really entertaining guy who's so like energetic and everything. Uh, Kenny Moore, you know, Kenny Mm -hmm. Moore last year, it just felt like, you know, when Shaquille Leonard said a couple years ago that he was kind of losing the joy in football to a degree or whatever, it looked like Kenny Moore kind of lost the joy of football last year at times. Um, But from everything I've seen this year, it looks like he's having fun out there again. Mm -hmm. He looks like the Kenny Moore we know and love from a couple years ago. Would you kind of agree with me that like, he just looks like he's having fun out there again. Yeah. And and you can tell when guys are engaged, they're, you know, communicating, they're talking to their coaches, they're celebrating after big plays and stuff. And he's back doing all that. Um, That's good. They're, they're expecting a lot out of him this year, which is good because I mean, they, they needed him rededicated to the system and his team and, you know, him and Gus Bradley were, you know, discussing, you know, just talking shop out there uh, in between drills. So that was good to see. Um, Yeah. it, It just, it looks like it did before 
everything went down last year. And again, he's just, he's just so critical. And I mean, I think Shaquille Leonard being back out there helps too for, for a guy like Kenny, cause it injects some familiarity from when times were better for the team. Uh, and obviously both of those guys just have kind of infectious energy. Um, so now it's, it's good to see Kenny back out there and, and having fun. And I also noticed him and Tony Brown too. We, we talked about him a bit earlier, uh, communicating to the younger corners, like how to, how to, uh, cover certain things. Like I think it was Brown pointed over to Darius rush at one point, And I, I he was making a hand motion that I took to mean like flatten out this coverage. Cause they're probably not going to come very far upfield. Just like stuff like that. It's those are nice little wrinkles. I like to see and make little mental notes of, uh, cause it's the veterans helping out a very young cornerback room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look at it, I mean, Kenny Moore is the only cornerback on this roster with over 2000 defensive snaps played in his mm-hmm. career. And he's, almost double that. I think he's over double that. I think he's like 4,400 or something in his career. Next is Tony Brown, but Tony Brown's got that unique experience where he's been under Gus Bradley his entire career for most Mm -hmm. of his career. So even if he's not always on the football field playing defensive snaps, he's been in this system for a year. So those two guys are definitely those, those veteran uh, players that you're looking at. Uh, Let's get to our Shaq report, you know, Shaquille Leonard out there today. Uh, Again, it's just nice to say that again, Shaquille Leonard is actually on the football field. He's out there on defense. Uh, How did he look out there? Did he look slow? Did he look hampered? Was he limited? Or did he look like the Shaquille Leonard that we all know and love? So day one, when he was out there, I was kind of just observing like him being out there. What is Shaq Leonard being back out there? What's his, how much is he being used? Whatever. There you go. <laughs> Another blooper. Uh, but no, and today I was watching specifically specifically how he was moving. Is he back to being a sideline to sideline kind of defender? And I'd say so. Like when he was, when, you know, they were doing a lot of running today on the offensive side of the ball. So that's a lot of, you know, linebackers. That's when you're, it seems like you're moving the most. Um, and he just really seemed to be booking it. He was doing full out sprinting. And he looked he looked good doing it. So that's good. I, I mean, that's that's two practices in a row for him, and he seems to be moving pretty well. I don't know what all they still need to see and what he needs to feel in order for them to consider 100% full contact, whatever. But as far as his movements go, he looks pretty good. Yeah, that's good to see because it's not like he's going against or it's not like he's lining up next to like these really slow linebackers. So it's like, OK, of course, he's going to look fast next to. Uh, Forrest Ryan, you know, (laughs) Liam Anderson, you know, he's not lining up against those guys. He's lining up against EJ Speed and Zaire Franklin, who are two of the fastest linebackers in -hmm. all of football. So it's great to see that he's actually moving out there and he's able to move with them. Uh, Did you have any other notable uh, defensive players today that made some some things happen out there? Uh, Not so much defensively. That was kind of a Dio Dangbo update. You know, Samson Abukum came down with a hamstring as well, so he didn't practice today. Dio Dangbo was the next guy up. Looked all right doing it. That's interesting. Was he playing? So he was playing like the the weak side, I guess. Then that, that's yeah, super interesting. Quiddy pretty much stays at home on the strong side, and then you know Abuka at Leo, and then Dio. I think Dio came in at Leo quite a bit last year too. Yeah. Uh, but no, he was he was the next guy up. It was it was Quiddy and Dio at end today. Dio's crazy man, two hundred eighty pound Leo. Like yeah, <laughs> he that, could do it. That's insane that he's out there. But yeah, Dio Dangbo, man, I, sky high expectations and hopes for him and Quiddy Pay. 
um, alongside Samson Abukum as well, which uh, we didn't hit it in our news and notes at the beginning, but he did miss today with a hamstring injury. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Colts are saying it's anything too severe or too serious. It didn't seem like it was anything no. crazy. So we're, we're learning how uh, Shane Steichen, you know, how he presents different injuries and stuff. And I think he said he's got a little hamstring is how he <laughs> is how he put it. So probably he probably won't be too, too far. It doesn't sound like it's anything that's going to be take too long. Just a little hamstring. That's what I have, Shane. Yeah. Okay, that's not what these guys have. They have giant hamstrings. But coming up, guys, we're going to shift gears and answer some of your questions. And yes, we'll talk about a, a certain player that we've kind of avoided talking about throughout this whole episode. All right, guys, let's jump to some questions. And before we jump to the man of the hour, let's talk about uh, some of your guys' other questions first. Uh, Keith Floyd has asked, how has EJ Speed looked out there with the ones? Has he mostly been out there with the ones throughout camp so far? Yeah, today I noticed them running a lot more base defense than they did on Wednesday. So that meant Speed was out there more often. And he looked pretty good. I think there were a couple run plays where he was right there um, at the trenches to, to help stop it. Looked pretty similar to how he did last year. You know, he, he's always pretty involved right there at the line when it comes to the run plays. So, so far, so good. Yeah. Uh, Wyatt, I want to answer this one for you. Sterling Weatherford was actually claimed by the uh, the Rams the other day. So he, I think he would have made a logical add to the roster. But yeah. no, Sterling Weatherford will not be coming back to the Colts, at least anytime soon. You know, they're still obviously hope in the future, but they passed on um, on claiming him this time and the Rams are able to claim him there. Uh, DSG Goodbar asked, does Nick cross look, does Nick cross look like he's improving and being in that strong safety spot? I know you said on the other day podcast that he looked like he was like, you know, he looked a lot better out there, but did you see mm -hmm. anything today that kind of makes you even more optimistic about him? So he never looked bad on the field, even last year, really. Like maybe there were a couple things that outsmarted him cause he was a rookie. Um, but he's a lot better behind the scenes now. Like he's a lot more engaged in all the little stuff. It's not just practice that he's doing well. Like he's also, you know, he's more locked in during like walkthroughs and things like that. And uh, I, I heard some positive things about him today. Uh, another writer told me about, I'll, I'll let his article out of him come out first, but no, everything's pretty positive on the uh, Nick Cross front. And you, you hate to see guys get opportunities because of injuries with Julian Blackman being out right now with the hamstring. Mm -hmm. But that's really good that Nick Cross now gets this run with the ones again because he's going to have to find ways to get involved when the regular season starts because Gus doesn't deviate from his starting safeties a whole lot. So maybe they'll have to figure a way to get Cross on the field. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we got one more question here at the bottom that we're going to backtrack to all your guys once at the very top there. But how's Josh Downs looked? Hasn't heard, uh, Han here hasn't heard much on him so far. Has Downs looked pretty good so far? Yeah, I, I mean, in the passing game, there's not a whole lot going his way yet. Um, but I mean, in, in terms of individual drills and position stuff, uh, looks nice, quick, and crisp. Uh, we talked to him after practice today. Uh, he's feeling a lot better after that knee stuff that was going on with him in the offseason. Um, and I, I'll have to pay more attention to this, but I think he's – so how the Colts put Alec Pierce on Stephon Gilmore or vice versa, Stephon Gilmore on Alec Pierce a lot last summer. Um, Josh Downs is kind of getting the Kenny Moore treatment this year. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to pay more attention to that to see if they're gluing those guys together. Uh, but they're trying – you know, they're trying to bring Downs along with some tough coverage. Um, and, I mean – Kenny Moore is the best guy to provide it right now, especially in the slot and nickel stuff. So, uh, yeah, D 
downs, there's not a whole lot to report on yet as far as the scrimmaging type stuff goes and his involvement in the passing game, but he looks good out there. Uh, all the coaches and everything have great things to say about him. Perfect. Perfect. We got Spooks Hill Joe here asking who has impressed the most rookies and then veterans. I'll make it easy on you here, Jake. Just name one rookie that's impressed you the most. And then one veteran that's impressed you the most so far through two practices. It's a good one. There's about a million rookies so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> man. I'll st- okay. Let's, let's go with it. Man. Go to another one and I'll come back okay, to that. Okay. that that's when I got to think hard on. All right, Spooks. So we'll come back to that one at the end after all these other questions here. DSG Goodbar also asked again, could you see Evan Hole in the Boston Scott role in this offense as in a handful of runs and a lot of short yard dump offs? I think we've talked about this a couple of times this offseason that I think that's like a perfect role for him. You know, that that RB4 does a lot of special team stuff, can come in and be, you know, a short yardage runner and, and kind of a quick passing game guy. I think he can do a little bit more in the passing game than uh, Boston Scott can, but uh, for the most part, yeah, I think I think you can see him in the Boston Scott role or even in the uh, Kenneth Gainwell role if you really want to get him involved, where Kenneth Gainwell got a lot of catches for the Eagles the last two years. So, yeah, I could totally see that for Evan Hole if he keeps stacking good days here throughout practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some Jonathan Taylor ones. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's get into it now. Uh, Gary here is asking, do you see Jonathan Taylor as a hold-in since Ursay said they haven't had any contract negotiations, and could you see Ballard trying to work out a contract behind Ursay's back? Uh, I don't. I don't think that's going to be the way they go. Like, like Chris Ballard said the other day, you know, the the options always there to extend them even when the season starts. Uh, and if they get to a good place and they feel comfortable with a the number, then they will do that. But uh, typically, when German when Jim Ursay speaks, he's not really holding anything back when he speaks. So uh, when Jim Irsay was talking to Stephen Holder the other day about not offering a contract and wanting to see how the season plays out with, with Jonathan Taylor in a new offense and a new system. Uh, I, I tend to believe that's the way the Colts are going to go with this. Uh, so it also kind of leads credence to why Taylor's upset right now is I, again, I'm not saying the Colts are in the wrong for this, but other big stars for the team have been extended with one year left on the rookie deal and the Colts haven't even come to the table yet for, for Jonathan Taylor. Now, I'm not saying they should have because, again, we know how it is with running backs, but it makes sense why Taylor and his representation are going to be a little upset by that when there is that precedent with uh, you know Colts' young players getting extended before their final year of the rookie deal. So, yeah, it's, it's a tricky situation right now. Uh, we don't want to make every single show about it, but, I mean... <laughs> it's the biggest topic right now with the Colts outside of Anthony Richardson. So it's hard not to talk on it. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add on that there, Jake? I mean, I can, I can see why people would draw that conclusion. I don't think Chris Ballard would really do anything behind Ursay's back. And I don't even think Ursay would be against them starting negotiations or anything like that. Uh, but I could understand why people might think it's a, a, a hold in with how, ugly this situation seems to be getting uh but no i mean everyone's just kind of pointing to the ankle thing so i don't have any proof to say otherwise right right uh and then Wyatt here asked do you think the colts would be comfortable with trading jonathan taylor and going running back by committee again i don't want to speculate that that's something that could happen or will happen but i think all options are on the table at this point because it's gotten to very unprecedented and kind of ugly places so far uh we are seeing with you know, everything that Taylor's doing, everything his his agency's doing with the Jim Irsay comments, like it doesn't seem like this negotiation's in a good place right now. 
so it's definitely something to monitor. But I think, you know, Shane Steichen has always gone running back by committee throughout his entire career uh, in terms of just coaching in the NFL. So I don't think they'd be opposed to doing that, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the situation here. Uh, the shoe 84 has been very patient with because he had the first question here. So working back to his uh, with Moss and Jackson, do you actually think Hull will see much playing time this year? Now, when it comes to rookie players, obviously it, it, it always is less than what we expect or what we want because we always want to see the shiny new toy out there and just see these young players play. And teams like to rely on veterans a little bit more than than what we would as fans sitting at home and sitting on our couches. But I think Evan Hole brings something that these other guys don't. And that's just the ability to separate in the passing game and just how I guess just how like fluid he is in between the tackles. Um, I think Moss is more of your bruiser. Jackson's more of your explosive back or Hole is kind of that guy who's just he's like a Jordan Wilkins type, you know, like maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more explosive. Uh, or a little bit more fast uh, Jordan Wilkins type. So I think that's a unique ability to have in that running back room. And and like uh, you were saying the other day with talking wide receivers, Jake, you know, it's like a basketball team. You want to have different skill sets and have guys that bring different things. And I think Hole, you know, if he takes that Jordan Wilkins-like role in this offense, I think he'll see a decent amount of playing time as a rookie. Yeah, I think it all just depends on Jonathan Taylor's situation. Um, you know, if are they going to carry four running backs? Like, is it Deion Jackson versus Evan Hull? I just think there's probably too many unanswered questions at the moment. But regardless, I could. There, I think there's opportunity for Hull to to make a name for himself. Uh, just because, again, you know, he's moving really well out there, and he's doing a lot of the right things. He catches the ball really well. He's a special teams guy. I, I noticed him out there as the pump protector quite a bit uh, I think yesterday or not yesterday but maybe today um but no he's I mean so far I don't really have anything negative to say about him and he he is standing out yeah. um so I I think you know since he catches since he's a really good pass catcher I think he could see the field especially yeah. if Taylor God forbid isn't out there playing Right, right. I think that's all we have for today, guys. I know there was a couple more questions in there, but we will be back live streaming tomorrow. Uh, what time does practice close up tomorrow, Jake? Uh, so it starts at 6. It's probably like an hour and 15, hour and a half. I'd have to look, okay. but no, it's it'll be an evening show for sure. Yeah. What what should we tentatively plan this as? An 8.30 show, guys? 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock show? What, what are you thinking, Jake? How long does it take you to run home from practice? Well, I will do all that. I'll do all that at the facility, but okay. I gotta, I gotta write too. These guys gotta have their notes. You guys gotta have your notes. You gotta have Jake here on here. But we'll tentatively say a little after eight tomorrow. Um, obviously, keep keep an eye on the Colts uh, on the Locked On Colts YouTube channel. All you wonderful everydayers uh, to make sure that you're not missing the live stream and whatever questions we didn't get to today. Bring them lock and loaded uh, for tomorrow. Jake will have even more answers because he'll have another practice under his belt. Uh, if you guys don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter slash X. Also, subscribe to Locked on Colts podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. We love your guys' ring reviews, and we'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow night.